I was going to say good morning, but it could be good afternoon and good evening. And good night. And good night. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the No More Leadership BS Podcast. Oh, man, we are having some fun today. Oh, how can you not? I am Jeff Geyer, and I'm with Myra Hall, Jeff Conroy, Jeff Geoff McLaughlin, and Sam Jennings, and we are having a ball, man. This whole episode, this whole, I, well, it's not even a, well, it's a, I guess it's a show. Is it a show? Are we putting on a show? No, it's not really a show. It's us talking about what we know works and what doesn't work in it's the realm of years. leadership. Yeah, with no BS, I guess it's kind of a show. I don't know. But we have fun doing it, and we're going to have some fun today talking about a subject. And in fact, it's a little carryover from the previous episode, talking about what, what do you do when you find that being a leader is really stressing you out? What do you do when it's man- that stress is manifesting itself in you, both physically and, and maybe mentally or certainly emotionally? What's happening when you're short with your kids. There's a part of my leadership story that I was so stressed out that one of my young nephews at the time just stepped on my dress shoes that were brand new and kind of fancy. And I was upset that this small child stepped on my shoe, scuffed my work shoe. And today I think, well, who gives a crap about your shoes for God's sakes? This is ridiculous. So, so this stress can manifest itself in many ways and, and physically, and I was trying to take care of myself. Dr. Sam and I were talking the other day and he goes, well, yeah, what happens when the care that you're giving yourself is really just a bag of pork rinds and a Mountain Dew on your commute to, to work at 4.30 in the morning? Well, that, that's not self-care. Even if you like pork rinds, I guess it's not self-care. And so I, w- I want to go around the table. In fact, I'll start with you, Sam. Kind of go around the table. What can we as leaders do? Because Doggone it, if you're a leader, you are going to experience stress and sometimes really high stress. And that doesn't make any difference if you're a good leader, a bad leader, a, a young leader, an old leader, an experienced, not a, it doesn't matter. You're gonna you're gonna experience stress. So I, I want to give our listener today a nugget or two or three or maybe even five to what can you do? You found yourself in this spot where I'm recognizing signs of stress in me and I want to do something about it. The course of actions I see is step one, appreciate that even if this feels like the first time, it's probably not episodic, which means please don't dismiss it. Whatever the feeling you have is, explore it, think about it. So in my case, I was at my fancy pants stand-up desk and I can feel my heart beating. Nothing had happened. It was just there I was. I could feel it. So my also fancy pants smartwatch checked my pulse. It said 99. I wasn't doing anything. I was just standing in place. So I took some deep breaths, wait a little bit, still feel my face a little bit hot, check my pulse, 99. Wait a little bit longer, checked again, 98. So I went next door to my colleague and said, hey, I'm going home. I don't know what's going on here. But my beef per minute are like I'm on the exercise bike. I'm standing there doing nothing. I don't know what the issue is, but I'm going away. I got to explore this. So I did. Went left and then tried to unpack what was going on. It was just the weight of things that were coming down the line. And if a person's in a leadership role and has other folks responsible to them and they're responsible for others, that can weigh on. And if you want to pretend that this thing you're feeling is going to be over soon, 
or that it's just a now thing. This will be over in three weeks, three months. Ah, it's just a two-year project. It's time you're spending. So if your physical health is changing because of your cognitive engagement with your work, pretty please take action. And the action is explore why, explore what, and figure out a resolution, not the answer, but one thing you can do to help reduce that stress. That's good. Don't ignore the signs that are along the way because those signs, I, I like what you're saying, Sam. It's not an episodic thing. It's just not a, it just happens once. You're going to start noticing that it's happening all the times. And GF, I think those signs that come, baby, they get bigger and louder and stronger and more often even maybe, right? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, if you don't pay attention to the little signs, eventually a big sign is going to pop right up and smack you in the noggin. So you got to be aware, like that just awareness, like Dr. Sam, when you said that you felt like your heart was racing, like, whoo, what's going on? And you checked your watch and said, oh my gosh, why is my heart rate so high? And you actually had the curiosity to explore it. Like you didn't just say, okay, cool, fine. That's great. And move on and just keep pushing through. That's, I think a lot of people tend to ignore the little signs and just try and push through. Now, don't get me wrong. Stress is what creates diamonds, but constant stress over a period of time is also what kills people. And so you have to be aware of what's the difference. Well, the difference is a little bit of pressure helps you to achieve more, but that pressure over time, you have to relieve that pressure so that the when you do have pressure, it makes you stronger. It helps you be more resilient. And so the hard part is that there's your biologically attuned that whole system is there it's fight or flight to keep you alive it's not meant to be a slow drip all the time you're not meant to be under stress for weeks months years it's meant to be very fast very furious and then you escape and then your body flushes out those chemicals the cortisol and you can actually bring your heart rate back down your blood pressure drops your breathing returns to normal and that's the fight or flight response but if you don't realize what's going on if you don't understand that like you have a slow cortisol drip because you're under stress all the time, that will wreak havoc with your body. And that will cause lots and lots of physical and mental issues that if you don't deal with those, you will have catastrophic events. It's like ignoring the, the oil change on your car. Eventually your car just goes, you know what? I'm done. Thanks. And it stops working. Your body's the same way. You got to pay attention to the little lights that pop up like your heart rate. How's your blood pressure? How's your breathing? How do you feel when you wake up? Are you feeling like you rested well? Did you actually get sleep? The little things, those indicators of your physical health can actually be huge indicators of your mental health and well-being as well. And so pay attention to those signs. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, that's good stuff. So C Conroy, I'm a stressed out leader. And I think now that I'm some... Uh, well, I'm just going to say it. I, it my, part of my story is I, I was stressed out and I knew it and it, it didn't feel good. And I felt like I was a wuss because if I was stronger, I could deal with all this. But I, I know you're currently on a, a journey and your health is getting better and stuff. I mean, and I, I, I think one of the cool things is you like to talk about weight and, and what you're doing and, and the small changes. So can you give us a couple of the changes that you've made that are working, that's making your physical life so much better? Well, first of all, talking about weight and stuff is not natural for me. I grew up in a house where it was kind of used as a weapon, teasing each other and stuff. So I never really talk about it, but I, I see that there's 
benefits to sharing with others because other people have the same experiences that I've had. If I can have that conversation with them, I can walk the walk and talk the talk. So some things that I've kind of changed myself is exercise. My wife and I bought a treadmill. I do an hour on the treadmill every day at a 2% grade. And what's really nice is you feel better walking. I took my dog for a walk yesterday and I took an extra lap because I felt so good. What people don't understand is people that are overweight, it's an addiction. People will say, well, just put the sandwich down. And it's more than that. For me, it was, I'll fixate on something. I don't eat a lot, but I'll fixate on something. And I'm like, I've got to have that. And I will think about it all day until I have it. And so I fought that. I also watch what I eat. And I also pick times when I can eat. I kind of do the intermittent fasting thing, which has been really successful for me. Everyone has a different trigger. I mean, that, that'll work for them. Intermittent fasting won't work for some people. Some people get so ravenously hungry. I talked to a guy last night. He'll get so ravenously hungry. He'll just sit there and when he's got food in front of him, he just mouths down, just mouth down. And so what has helped me though, is it's brought me more confidence in my work. I've got more speaking gigs now. I feel more comfortable standing in front of people. I'm more animated in front of people. I find myself being more positive in front of people and I sleep better. My wife says I snore less. Now I just blame it on the dog. I went to the doctor. I had to go on a trip. I had to go out of town and I thought I had pink eye. And I said, I, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go stop by the immediate care and get this checked out because I don't want to be traveling and have to deal with this. So I went, to the, I went and they took your blood pressure. And it's the first time in literally decades when they took my blood pressure and they said what it was. And the nurse goes, yeah, that's not too bad. I was like, wow. Okay. So. I'll take that little victory. I, I couldn't wait to get in my car and call my wife. <laughs> I have good blood pressure. I have good blood pressure. So, yeah. But yeah, thanks for letting me talk about that. Yeah, that's, that's good. And I picked out of there that it really is just a, a realization that I got to do something different. And then you started with something. I mean, treadmill or walking the dog. And then all of a sudden you found out after some time of walking the dog that we're going to go 30% farther than we normally go, or maybe yeah. twice as far or, or whatever. So that's yeah, I, I think that's really good advice and something we as leaders just have to do, right? We know I, I should go for a walk. Well, then get off the couch and go for a walk. Take your dog or take your wife or go ask the, the neighbor or wh whatever. So M Myra, I, I know there's a a number of things that, that you do or that you have done or that you coach people to do. And I know that here recently, one of them has been taking magic mind. Boy, we, we all here in the, at the No More Leadership BS podcast have, have tried out magic mind for a week. It's a once a day thing or so. Give me your experience on that because I know we've all experienced positive results from magic mind. Well, I guess I can't say enough about it. I try. am normally, at, but I'm going to try. I'm going to give it my best shot, if you will. It does come in a wonderful little shot, and I do like it. But, I mean, just the taste of it. But I spent a lifetime under severe anxiety that I didn't even know I had. And uh, I'll get into more of that later. But Magic Mind is, for me, besides giving me energy... Uh, which it does. Uh, I mentioned, you know, before I don't have to take a nap anymore, which is just a godsend. But it lowers my tendency to go for the anxious. And that has been a life changer for me. 
because it's not an immediate kickback response that I go for the anxiety button kick into high gear and what can I do? Who can I please? How can I fix this? So it gives me more mental clarity. And, and I love the fact that it is all natural ingredients because as you get older, you really need to watch what you eat. You don't want that junk in your body. You don't want to do it when you're younger, but if you've done it when you're younger, believe me, you're going to want to take a big look at that. So you do All want that. Things. You do want that junk in your body. You just can't have that junk in your body. Yeah. <laughs> there okay. you go. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to say magic mind is going to help help you lose weight. It is a it's a mental thing, but it has helped me to focus mm-hmm. to not go over the anxiety edge, as I call it, and and to just handle things better day to day. Yeah, and Geoff, you seem to be the smarter one in our group about this kind of stuff, but that magic mind has the Gonda in it, which is like an adaptogen thing or something that helps you deal with stress. And I, I don't know how it works exactly. So I think that the name of this product is really good. To me, it, it's magic because it does reduce uh, the stress. There isn't a magic pill that will reduce all stress in your life, but boy, this magic mind the green little shot sure helps us deal with it. What? Yeah, you too, right? I know. I know oh, yeah. you have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I dig it. For me, it helps provide focus. I've never had really like too much anxiety around things, but for me, it's just been real simple. Just provides more energy and more focus for the day, which focus for me is the biggest one. And so I also like that it's all natural. I can actually read. I know all of the ingredients. I know what they are. There's not chemicals in there, which is really important to me. So, yeah. And what's the, don't we have like a little special like a uh, code or something? It is great that you asked. If you go to magicmind.com and put in our code, which is for the no more leadership. So it's NMLBS20. You'll get guess, guess it's 20. You'll get 20% off your order. So you go to magicmind.com. And use our codes, no more leadership BS20. So NMLBS20, you'll get 20% off each and every order. And yeah, I recommend, like Myra, I recommend this stuff highly. I don't know how it works. It's like magicmind.com. Good stuff. So Myra, I want to stay with you as we're talking about what can leaders do when they find themselves stressed or in anxiety or just like, doggone it, I know I'm not eating very good. Like like in my history, I know drinking 15 cups of coffee is not a healthy thing, but w- w- give us something that we can get us out of that rut that we're in. Well, my step number one, it's just become aware of what you're doing. Because if you're not aware of it, you can't change it. And like I said, I lived under high anxiety for years, most of my life. And when I became aware of what was causing that, it was like the the light was turned on. And I felt this huge, big, sh- it just came off of my shoulders, like I was alive once more. And if you're not aware, then you, you, there's nothing you can do about it. So in your case, Jeff, you were drinking 20 cups of coffee. Were you aware? Did you do that consciously? Or were, was it a reaction to what was going on in your life? You, oh, you no, it wasn't. To- it, it, yeah, that's a good question. It wasn't conscious. I, I didn't wake up in the morning and go, boy, I can't hardly wait to get to my 20th cup of coffee today. Yeah. In fact, if you ask me, I'd say, yeah, I drink four, five, six, maybe. I don't know. And one day I decided to keep track. And so I, I just used a little hash mark 
every time I filled up my coffee cup and when I got to the end of the day, the last time I, f- I filled my coffee cup that day was at 8.30 at night and it was cup number 18. And so it wasn't hard to keep track and it made me aware. And I think, Geoff, I'm, I'm coming to you because you ask a great question here. How do you know if you're aware or not? Yeah. And, and how do you know what you don't know? And um, yeah, I, I want your thoughts on that. How do you know? Well, that's the key is like, People might think that they're aware, like you didn't know how much coffee you were drinking until you kept track of it. Dr. Sam didn't know what his heart rate was until he kept track of it. And if you all of a sudden are experiencing the indicators, I would say pre-indicators of, I wake up tired, that's an indicator that you're probably not getting enough good sleep tonight. If you're starting to like, yeah, like Myra just put in the chat here, victim mentality, every, it's always somebody else's fault that's an indicator of, wait, I probably need to look at the common denominator of all the issues and all the problems that I have. The common denominator is generally me. Uh, You look at how do you feel if you have to walk from the parking lot to your place of business? Is that walk, are you dreading that walk? Or are you walking in and going, okay, cool, I'm ready to take on the day. Those are two very different indicators of your mental health and well-being and how you're feeling about work. Stress-wise, there's so many indicators if you just get a simple Apple watch and it keeps track of your heart rate, it keeps track of your, your blood pressure. It'll tell you, like my wife has got one and it tells her how well she's sleeping, how much REM she gets, which is rapid eye movement, the deep sleep that you need to rejuvenate your brain. It tells her like, it'll track when she's awake and when she's asleep, it tracks her heart rate, it tracks her stress levels. And so she now has an awareness of, oh, if I talk to this person, my heart rate goes way up high, thus an indicator of stress. So if you don't know, it's really hard to make a change. If you're feeling all those things, you know what? Maybe it's time to get a coach and get some outside perspective to just even talk about, have an initial conversation with somebody and say, hey, I'm feeling this stuff. What, is, what does this mean? And I would probably recommend a coach. I would probably recommend, even if it's physical fitness, like I have a CrossFit coach, I have an Olympic weightlifting coach, I have a jujitsu coach. I have those people because they're better at the things that I want to be better at. And they also can look at what I'm doing and say, hey, this was good. And this was, you kind of messed up right here because I can't necessarily see it in the moment. That's the value of a coach is that they have an outside perspective. You cannot read the inside of the mayonnaise jar because you can't read the label on the outside because you're inside, right? So you got to have help. I would say that'd be the number one thing. If you have a strong support system, you're more likely to make positive change that helps you out in your life. Pretty simple. There you go. There you go. Mr. Gar, can I jump onto that real quick? Please. Yeah, because absolutely. What are the angles? I don't think we've discussed so far. Like Geoff just said, once you start recognizing changing yourself, dig in, right? Try to figure out why that is, what's going on. That's true. And if you don't have that self-awareness to know that change is happening, it's easier to recognize change in somebody else. So if you see people start to treat you differently, maybe they're a little more short with you, or maybe they say things like, are you doing okay? And they don't have done that before. Be curious about what that behavior is about as it relates to you, because those indicators are out and you don't need a smartwatch to tell you when your people stop asking you questions. You just need to go, okay, wait, they stop asking questions. What's going on? Yep. And a little introspection in me just asking, I'm not getting the questions I used to. Why is that? Oh, your boss, because you chew our head off every time we ask anything about anything. Oh, okay. 
an indicator. So it requires a little bit of humility. But if you don't have that self-awareness, do observe the behaviors around you because they're telling a story whether you're appreciating that story or not. I, yeah, that, I that's 100% really- I agree. Yeah, yeah that, that that's really good. And I, I Conrad, I think you and I sh- shared maybe some of the a similar e- experience. I, early on in my leadership, I figured out that leadership is about other people, not about myself. Yep. And, and therefore, I focused on other people and forgot about myself. Yep. And that's not how it works, is it? No, it's not. It's it, Leadership is about the other person. It's about developing those around you. It's about trusting those around you. It's about building the relationship with people around you. And together, you can do amazing things. So I 100% agree with you, man. Yeah, yeah. not yeah, and it's all that, that that stuff you just said, but it's not to the exclusion of yourself. Nope. Correct. Yeah. You cannot take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself. Exactly. On every single airline flight, if they say, if you're traveling with a child or an infant, and in case of an emergency, the oxygen mask comes down, put your mask on first before assisting others. It's literally every single time you get on an airplane, Take care of yourself first and then take care of others because you're no good to anybody if you're not around. That is correct. Right. right. Can't pour from an empty cup kind of thing. Correct. Myra, give me your parting thoughts where I know we're getting towards the end here and I feel like I haven't given you enough opportunity in this episode and I know you have a lot to share here. My thoughts, because I, I do work with a lot of women, one of the things that they struggle with and probably I struggle with as well is feel selfish because we've been brought up that way. It's a cultural norm that it's selfish to, to put ourselves first. And I homeschool my kids and one of the Bible verses we had to learn the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And I just hammered that into their head. Don't put yourself first. And I'm really sorry that I misinterpreted that so, so badly. Because as I've grown and as I've helped people through this, this, you have to get over being selfish. When is the last time that your check engine light came on your car and you ignored it? When's the last time? You don't because it's an emergency. And that kind of ties together everything that we've been talking about today is all of these signs. If you're not aware that the check engine light's on, then you could just stop in the middle of the freeway at a very inconsequential time. So just to wrap that part up is be aware of what's going on around you. Open your eyes and start asking questions. Be curious and get some help. I, I don't care if it's from a coach, if it's from a therapist, or it's from somebody that you trust. Get the feedback and be open enough to take it. Well, that's good advice. And there are indicators all over the place. And I'm going to leave you with on this episode with this thought. Um, I would wake up in the morning after being asleep for a solid five hours because the alarm went off and I would sit on the edge of my bed and f- mentally force myself to get up and go to work. And that's an indicator that something needs to change. And what I thought it was, was an indicator that I was weak and that is not what it's indicating. It, it doesn't have anything to do with your strength. It, like I think it was Geoff, you were talking earlier that that it's not how heavy the stress is or your ability to carry this heavy load. It's how long you can carry it. And nobody can carry it forever. There isn't, whether it's Mike Tyson or Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
Anybody like that was a horrible, that was horrible, wasn't it? We're going to have to edit that part. We'll We'll actually edit it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Arnold. That was horrible. But the strongest people in the world can't carry a load forever. Mm -hmm. And so if you are listening to this podcast, and I know you are, and you're struggling, and I know we're talking to you, I know that you can feel that we're talking to you, reach out to us, reach out to someone. Typically, it's not going to be your spouse. It typically also is not going to be a coworker. So you have to reach out to somebody, and we would love it if we could help you, and I know that we can. So you can email us, ask us at nomoreleadershipbs.co. You can actually send us a text message at 986-213-0621, and we'll get back to you. This isn't one of those places where you know, you reach out to us, email or text us or on our socials. And we're going to ask you for your phone number and your email address so and your credit card number and all that stuff. Look, we just want to help you. That's what we're all about here at the No More Leadership BS podcast. And that's what we're going to do. So for Jeff, Geoff, Sam, Myra, I'm Jeff. This is the No More Leadership BS podcast. We hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.